0: Everyone and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury because guess what? You deserve it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today is going to be an episode where we're going to talk about another aspect of being an influencer, content creator, or blogger. There have been previous episodes on the That Looks Life podcast where I've talked about certain strategies and aspects of being an influencer. So if you have not heard those episodes, I highly suggest going back and listening to some of them. There are episodes of how to talk about how to work another full-time job and be an influencer, um, how to build your brand as an influencer. That's one I highly recommend listening to if you're starting out and also how to work within your niche as an influencer. Um, And of course, on the That Looks podcast, I'll be sharing more and more about those aspects. But today, I actually want to talk about one of the biggest topics that I'm often asked about when it comes to being an influencer, and that is pitching. So before I get into some of those strategies on this episode, I first want to kind of do a little bit of selling. Um, For those who, you know, have heard about this, I apologize you're going to hear about it again. But I am a social media coach under the, the... Influencer University. So if you search the Influencer University or go to my blog, um, Living Lesh, you can find out more about the offerings for being a coach. You can get coached on different aspects if you're starting out brand building, or you can get um, coached specifically on certain aspects such as financial planning strategies. I even do one specifically on pitching. So make sure to go check those out. Additionally, I'm also opening the doors to my uh, my course, the Influencer Biz Course, which takes you through everything about being an influencer and running a business. So it's everything from starting off in your brand, uh, building your niche, then establishing certain. Um, uh, strategies establishing certain um, processes being able to figure out you know um, how to understand legal how to grow your business so a variety of different topics it gets very into the nitty-gritty of the the business aspect of it so like I said you can go to my blog living less to read more about the course um, and going to check it out to see if the doors are open the doors open occasionally throughout the year so at the end of March 2022 depending on when you're listening to this episode I um, I'll be opening the doors for a limited amount of time and then they'll be closing and then once we kind of get through a full cycle i'll open the doors again so if you are a person who's interested in uh, taking the course and the doors aren't open um, i highly recommend signing up for the influencer university newsletter so that you can actually hear about when the doors are opening and also to receive exclusive discounts as well as free resources that i offer with that newsletter list But without further ado, I want to get into those specific aspects, those key elements of pitching. So when I'm often asked about being an influencer and how people make um, money as an influencer, and if you are an influencer, you know this, brand campaigns are the biggest one. But one thing that I often find a lot of influencers who I coach doing is they rely heavily on influencer and content creator networks, or they just hope that like they put out their media kit or they go and you know launch their social media and they're kind of just there and they're constantly just waiting for someone to come to them or even if they are pitching, they're not pitching to the right contacts, they are not pitching the right way, or they're just not pitching as much. I will start off by saying that if you are an influencer and you are pitching maybe one time a week, you're not doing it enough. Most of the time you are going to be pitching and you're not always going to get a yes. You're going to get a lot more no's than yeses, especially depending on the time you're pitching and the way you're pitching, as well as who you're reaching out to. So one thing, understand, one thing to understand about pitching is that it has to be mutually beneficial. It has to be something where not only you're benefiting from, you know, getting the money at the end of the day, but also the brand's going to come back and say. Uh, I'm getting enough exposure. This is a relationship I want to develop. Everything's matching. They already love us. there's something, there has to be a connect there. There has to be something where the brand's going to look at you and say, I'm going to get ROI out of good ROI out of this in variety of ways. And when you are planning to reach out, the first step is to find the right um, contact and it can be hard. Um, I tell people certain do the finding contacts is reaching out via Instagram. So again, you're not pitching on Instagram, you're reaching out to get a contact. You um there are various ways to search for contacts on various networks, um, going to the website itself, um, networking with other people. There are a variety of ways to get to the right contact. And I share all of my methods of finding the right contact on um my um my influencer biz course as well as in my coaching sessions. Um But there are a variety of ways out there that will help you to get your email or your, your call or your pitch in front of the right people. And that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you could probably have the best pitch that has ever been written by a, an influencer, an influencer. But if you're not getting it to the right person. It may fall on deaf ears. It may just end up going through this email chain that even if someone forwards it on, it's still just not getting there in time or getting there the right way. So you want to make sure you're finding the right contact. And then when it comes to pitching, you want to make sure that when you're sending your pitch email, that it has a good, clear subject line. There are a lot of people who've said that, you know, when you are writing your subject line for your email, make it something where it, you know, it makes them want to open it, like make it mystical and like, oh my gosh, I'm about to read. That's great. And I will say I went through doing that and I actually got less people opening my emails because if you think about it, when you are, when you have your own emails and there are marketing emails coming in, whether it's from, you know, something, someone's trying to sell you something, you get all these marketing emails and a lot of them have these like, email responses or email subjects that are just like so abstract that you you automatically think that they're marketing emails. So if you think about that on the other end, if you're sending this very abstract subject line to someone that is supposed to be opening and wants to know, like, you know, is going through tons and tons of emails, because if you think about it, There is a lot of influence out there who are sending these pitches. But if they're like getting this email in this abstract subject line, they're gonna be like, okay, maybe this is a marketing email. I'm gonna automatically delete it. I'm gonna, or I may open it. I may not open it. I may put it something for later. I may ignore it. So I always tell people, make it very direct. I get more people opening my emails, especially my pitch emails when they're more direct, where it's the brand name plus my brand name, partnership opportunity. I put it at the beginning, partnership opportunity with so-and-so, the brand name plus my, my brand name. So they know what they're opening. So if they look at it and they go, you know, it's not for me right now. They may save it for later or they may open it to see what the opportunity is. It's not something we're looking at it going, I don't know what this email is. It could be spam. It could be marketing. I don't know. No, they look at it. They know exactly what it is. So as they're going through their email and they're like, you know, I'm working on seeding influencers today. Oh, there's this brand partnership opportunity here. Let me open it. So then of course, after they've opened it, you have to make sure what's in your pitch is great. Now, obviously you want to open up with introducing yourself, but before that, if you are copying and pasting a template formula and it's the same thing over and over again. Now, now, as I'm saying that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to use a template. I offer templates, I use a template, but I personalize those templates. That template is a bare skeleton of what the email should be and then I fill it in. So the first part is when you are emailing someone and it's the right person, you wanna make sure that you're actually putting their name, if you know it, in the email subject line. If you don't know the person's name, title it to the brand. Hey, brand team. Hello, brand team. At least if you're saying specifically who you've written it for, it shows you've taken the time that you're literally trying to talk to them and not that you've copied and pasted a generic email and sent it to multiple people. So right from there, if it's titled with the person's name or the brand's name, They at least know that you are actually trying to reach them and you've taken the time to personalize this email and that it's going to be something that's focusing just on how you want to work with them. After you've introduced yourself, say what, what, why are you interested in working with them? They want to know, have you been connected with them? Have you used it before? Is there something that just what, how do you all align? How does this brand align with you as a brand? Then go into the specific idea of what you're going to offer. Don't just say, "I'm reaching out because I would love to partner with you on some posts, and I hope that we're able to work together." That's great. Yes, you are reaching out. They know that it's a partnership opportunity. You want to work with them. But what are you going to do? What content are you going to create? Great. That's different than what you know another influencer has created. Another what another influencer can do. What? unique idea. Are you going to present to them? That's going to say, yes, you know what? That's something new I haven't seen before, or that aligns with some of our marketing goals right now. Like this is the definitely great fit. Some interesting ideas can be saying, you know, maybe you're, you're pitching Cheetos and you go to Cheetos and say, I'm going to actually create a unique snack board that is going to feature Cheetos along with different flavors and present it in a way that it's a great snack for game day. If it's, maybe it's around, you know, the Super Bowl time or another playoff season. Um, you're presenting a unique idea. You also want to present some key analytics after you present your idea. You know, they're saying, okay, well, you have this idea. Now, what kind of ROI I'm going to see? They want, they want to see that. You can also share examples of previous work if there's something that specifically um, aligns, such as links to Instagram posts or blog posts. But the meat and gravy of that pitch is your specific idea. It needs to to speak to who you are as a brand, to why you want to work with them, of what you're going to do, because if they're not seeing that, they're not going to be interested. They don't want to go back and say, okay, well, yeah, this sounds really good. Now, what are you going to do? They want to know the concept ahead of time. Because again, you know, they have these influencer um, marketing reps who are basically sitting there and they're seeding. They had to seed through tons of people to see who's going to align. But next to them, they have their marketing goals, they have their campaigns coming up. And if there's an idea that aligns with their campaign, you're already a great fit. That's one less person they have to go research for to reach out to because you've already researched, researched them and found them. So, That idea is what's going to speak volumes. And of course, if they do accept you, you make sure you follow that idea because if you come back with something else, it's going to be absolutely crazy. Now there are some people who've also asked me the question of when you are pitching, do you send your media kit? So I do it now where my media kit is actually linked in my signature. It's linked there now because I actually have a digital media kit. So you can't find it on my blog. So if you go to my blog or my website, livinglush.com, there's no way in the navigation that you can find it. If you search media kit, you'll find my media kit because it's a page on my website. But it is a landing page that housed everything. So I just link it in my, my um, signature so people can kind of see that it's there, but I'm not presenting it right away. Now, when I did have a physical... You know, PDF media kit or a JPEG uh, media kit—one that you kind of have to attach. I did not send that right away. Instead, in the email, I tell these—I tell my people who I coach, influence I coach—to do the same thing, and it's worked for them. That you want to offer a very high-level experience of who you are. Tell them who you are from a very high level, because we're in a day and age where. You keep presenting follower counts. People keep trying to base amounts off of follower counts. No, convince them through your idea, through examples of your idea, pull them in, and then when they ask for your media kit, then send it. And that's the time to get on calls and start doing that. So, you know, that should be the second step. Once you've kind of reeled them in a little bit, you want them to respond and ask for the media kit. That, that means that they're taking you seriously. They are interested. So you can get to another step. Now, I don't want to sit there and say that, Every person that's going to respond and ask you from your media kit is going to be an automatic yes. That's not the case. But at least now that they've connected with you, one, now you also know that there's actually a person at the end of this email. So it's the right person. You have now send them their media kit and now they have it on file. So even if you don't get a yes right there, they have something where now you have the potential to get reached out to at a later date. The other thing you don't wanna include in your initial uh, email is rates. Rates should probably be the the email after you send your media kit, unless they ask you for your rates in the email that they're asking for your media kit. The reason why is because typically when you're reaching out, you want to ask the the brand what their budget is. They come back, they wanna work with you. Okay, we would love to work. Let's see what we can make work. Okay, well, what budget do you have for this kind of partnership and then once they give you a budget look at your rates and fit in what you can offer based off of their rates this gives you the opportunity to negotiate if you attach a rate card right from the beginning they're going to say okay well we want an Instagram post and now they may start adding on whitelisting boot or boosting um, usage and if that's not already included in your rates then you're gonna go back and say well No, well, now the price is, you know, is, is, you know, X, Y, Z. And they're going to say, well, that's not what it said in your rate card. We want an Instagram post that you said this. So I don't think we can make this work anymore because we've only budgeted for this. So, because they'll look at what they have a budget and just kind of pick out things from you. So you want to make sure that in that, that pitch, you are not sending your rates. So you send that pitch with your introduction, your idea, a sign off, Maybe say that, you know, I'd be happy to send my media kit if you are interested. So in the next email going down that line, you are sending your media kit and then you're negotiating rates. Get that money, get, get them to ask you what you can do and then tell and then have them tell you what they have budgeted for. Then you kind of work in, in there. Some key things to remember in your pitch as well, you know, very, again, high level. We get into the, like I said, we get into the nitty gritty of pitching in my course. So if that's something where you're like, you know, I really need help with this. I really want to start securing more brand deals. I highly suggest, you know, going to my blog, Living Lesh, finding out more, um, enrolling in the Influencer Biz course or signing up for a coaching session where I'll be able to help you more. Um, But some key things to remember is when you are speaking in your pitch email, there are certain terms you want to use. You wanna use the term sponsored, that means you're gonna get paid. You wanna use the term partnership, that means you're gonna get paid. If you use collaboration, most brands, a lot of people think collaboration is kind of, you get something, I give something, there's some kind of exchange. And it's not exchange of money. So try to stick with sponsored and partnership. Also, make sure that you're professional. Avoid using text language and check grammar and spelling. Add Grammarly to your email. There are a lot of um, influencers um, who send emails that are have tons of spelling and grammatical mistakes. And I have heard this from, you know, those who work on the brand side that said when they open an email, if there's tons of grammatical and spelling mistakes, that means that they're not paying too much attention. Um, They're not checking the quality. They're just kind of doing this really fast or not taking the time to actually send this email and send this pitch, which could be a reflection of the work they're going to create for us. That's your first impression. And if your first impression looks sloppy, they they probably don't want to really want to work with you. So just make sure that you're looking at that as professional as you can be. There are also key times to send an email pitch. I always tell people to avoid sending Mondays, Fridays, and weekends. Of course, if you have an um, an automation that allows you to send at different dates, you know, Gmail allows you to do that. There's also other platforms that you can use. I talk about automating certain processes and how you can do it in my course. Um, But you want to avoid sending on Mondays, Fridays, and weekends. One, weekends, there's nobody there. So you're going to go into an email box and it's going to sit and it's going to pile up on other emails that they're probably being sent to them um, at the same time. Mondays is the first day they're back at work. So since Friday, since they left and over the weekend, they've been getting different emails, especially because if, you know, depending on the time zone they're in, you're on the East Coast and your Friday ends earlier and those on the West Coast, people in the West Coast, we still be sending emails. So those emails have now piled up to get ready for Monday. And people have sent emails over the weekends, like marketing emails or other emails. Now on Monday, they're coming into a full mailbox that they're going to sift through and they're gonna to wanna to empty out very quickly. Monday is not the day to send out an email cause it's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Friday is the same thing. Friday are the days that everyone is signing off. They're not really trying to start anything. They're not trying to vet anything. They're not doing much when it comes to looking at partnerships possibilities. And plus, even if you do get a response, you send their media. You send their media kit. They're probably not going to look at it till Monday. Where now they're lost in the shuffle. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, when everyone's you know into working, they're doing things. They've had their meetings. They've gotten budget meetings done. Those are the times to send those emails. Um, not saying that you know maybe Monday evenings you might be able to, but I usually avoid it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are the great days to send initial pitches. Mondays are great days to follow up. Monday afternoons, Monday afternoon after is a great day to follow up. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are great great days to aim to send those emails because that's when email um, inboxes are a little bit more emptier and people are actually looking at them. Um, also, I would also tell people that when you are sending up emails, look at their social media, see what they've been doing, see if they even work with influencers. Um, there are some brands who just do not work with influencers and you may send an email and get a nasty response because they're just not interested at all. Um, those things happen and it's unfortunate that it happens. There are some brands who've just gotten bad taste in their mouths, and now every time an influencer reaches out, they just kind of go back to this negative attitude about it. Some people just don't understand the value of influencers yet. So they haven't got there yet. Some people are just don't have the budget for influencers. They're just not there. They're not interested in working with influencers. So I always tell people to check out for that to see if that is something where, you know, are they doing that? Is it even a possibility? Because if it's not a possibility, why send the email? Check it out. It is always good to do research. And plus it kind of allows you also, if you do a little research and look at their social media, it allows you not to send a pitch for an idea that they've already done. Because if they are they open the email and it's like, oh, here's this idea. We just did that. Well, we don't want to do it again. That's not new. That's not unique. They're going to be like, okay, well, well, what is, we're not going to do this again. Like they're just not interested. They're also going to think, okay, this person is not really following us or connecting with us because they don't know what's going on. Which brings me to another point. If you are going to work with a brand, you wanna reach out to them, um, ideally be following them. I know a lot of people who are on the brand side that said sometimes the first thing they do is see if the um, influencer is actually following them, because it's a horrible thing to say of going into an email saying, oh, I'm really interested in working with you, I love your brand, I love what you do, I love your products, and you're not even following them. It just looks disingenuine. So make sure you're following them, make sure that you're connected with them. Better yet, if it's a brand that you are already using, make sure you're sharing about it, putting it on Instagram stories, you know, or on your other social media platforms and make sure you're tagging them. And then even in that, if you've already tagged them in posts or you featured them in like a a YouTube video, a blog post, an Instagram post, when you're sending that pitch, Put that link to that post in that email saying, here's what I've already created for you. I would love to keep adding more. Maybe if you've already, you know, sold a lot of things, you've gotten some questions about the product, you've gotten, you put through some recommendations. If you have those DMs, attach those. Show the value you're already bringing if you are bringing value. Even show examples. You can do that. Show examples of previous case studies of the value you brought to a similar um, product, um, try to avoid showing direct competitors. Cause a lot of times if it's very recent, they're going to go, okay, well you just work with one of our direct competitors saying how much you love them. So how do you really love us? If you're promoting our competitor, which basically is making us lose money. So there's, it's kind of like a, it's a, a weird space there. Um. So you kind of can, I usually like, if I showcase studies, I don't put that in my initial pitch. Um, I get to the end. If someone goes, you know, we would love to see the analytics on a previous campaign you've done with something similar. Um, I'll go in, I'll kind of scrub the name, you know, I'll include the link if they want to go look, um, and I'll share analytics, um, that way. That's what they ask. I don't usually put that in my pitch email. Um, but to reiterate to kind of close this off is when you're sending your pitch emails, again, you want to make sure you're sending it to the right person that someone's gonna open it, someone's at the other end of it, that your subject line is clear to the point and not abstract, that when you are sending the email, you are addressing them by the name or if you don't have the name of the exact person, the the brand, you're the team, whoever you're, ta- you're reaching out to, make sure you give an introduction of yourself, very brief. Again, you don't wanna make this a three paragraph um, email, they're not gonna take the time to read all of that, make it like a one or two sentence brief, um, Introduction, include a link to your blog or social media channels, whichever one is your main platform. Go into why you're interested in working with them and then present your unique idea and then sign off and send it. After that, you're going to do your follow-ups. Um, there's about two follow-ups at different times, um, depending on you know what your schedule is. But usually you want to follow up once a week later and then maybe once after that, um, a week or so after the follow-up, just to kind of keep along with that. But again, if you're ready to get really into pitching, you want to look at your strategies, develop new strategies, see what's not working to start landing more brand deals, um, go to my blog, Living Lush. look at the influencer resources, um, look at the influencer biz course, enroll in there. There's a whole module just on pitching. There's a whole module just on understanding legal and, and there's a whole one just on brand collaborate or brand partnerships. So it's very me- uh, meaty and gives you the confidence. That's what we're going to feedback I'm getting from these initial group, it's giving great um, confidence to people who begin, you know, reaching out and doing what they need to do um, and helping them land those brand campaigns. Maybe if you're not ready for a course, there's always the one-on-one um, uh, coaching options that I offer. Um, so it'll help you get to where you're getting if you are an influencer. Um, So I hope that you found some value in this episode where you're able to take some of the content and go use it and start applying it. But again, that nitty gritty is really into my course and into my coaching sections where I'm able to actually look at what you're doing, look at where things are failing, look at what we can improve and help you implement those strategies. So I again, I love that you all are here. I I hope that you have subscribed to the That Blux Life podcast. If you have not, make sure you're subscribing, staying connected. There are new episodes weekly, every Thursday morning, and then make sure also, um, take the time to leave me a review on the podcast platform because the more reviews I get, the better, um, guests I can start bringing on to even bring on more topics about being an influencer, um, because it becomes just super valuable. So subscribe, leave a review. I would really appreciate it. I hope to see you. I hope that you tune in the next episode of, um, that looks like Podcast.